this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coach's Chat. Betsy here, your host. <laughs> um, I never know like exactly how to start these because I'm going to go, because what I always think to say is like, you're going to love this topic, which I literally like all the topics. That's why I'm choosing them, but you may or may not. But I think this one is important because it's a business, a trainer business topic that is not often covered, or at least like all these trainer business stuff who's talking about them? Um, I think that particularly for new trainers, there are a few things, there are hiccups that you run into, and then you worry that it's a uh, huge indicator of whether or not you are good at training or not good at training. And there's nobody to tell you, ah, some of these hiccups are going to be inevitable, Some of them can inform us on ways to do things better in the future. And some are just like, eh, par for the course, or I think that's how you would say it. So today we are talking about getting ghosted by a client. What do I mean by getting ghosted? For those of you who don't know what getting ghosted is, um, timeout. I'm using timeout on my hands. You can't see. I had to Google sliving the other day because I was on TikTok and this girl I follow um, who does like get ready with me videos. I'll talk about that at some point. But uh, she, you know, had the hashtag sliving and I was like, what does that mean? And then I looked it up. And when I looked it up, it said like a thing that came out in 2019. I was like, oh, that is, that is exactly me thinking that I'm like discovering something new only to find out (laughs) that this thing has been out forever and I just sound like an old millennial. So not sliving, ghosting. When someone ghosts you, obviously they are like disappearing, not communicating with you. And they may have a reason why they are choosing to like not interact with you, but they haven't told you. That's typically what we're talking about with ghosting. And this happens with personal training clients. So this can happen at kind of multiple stages in a personal training relationship. Let's say you did a um, complimentary session for someone. You say, okay, you know, this is great. I'd love to sign you up today. And then they say, I'm going to think about it, but I'll get back to you tomorrow. And then they never get back to you. But it can also happen with clients who have been around for a long time and all of a sudden, like they stop coming in and then they stop responding to your messages and things. And these are the ones where you start to go like, wait a second, what am I doing wrong here? And so what I want to acknowledge first is like, this kind of happens. 
ideally it's not happening a lot. And if it is happening a lot, then it might be indicative of a issue as far as what you're doing. But what we're going to talk about today are these like different kinds of getting ghosted. We're going to talk about what it could possibly mean, because if we're getting ghosted, we don't necessarily have a definitive answer. We're going to talk a little bit about sort of making assumptions and where that can be an issue, but but trying to think about or understand the person. So putting some critical thought to it. And then we're going to talk about what you should do if this happens to you. So like I said before, there are kind of a variety of points where you can get ghosted. And, and why does this matter? Well, let as a personal trainer, particularly in a commercial gym, or if you're running your own business, you are dependent on your clients to come in and train with you. And you probably have a pretty good estimate of how many clients you are going to have in a given week. And then if they don't come in, then you're not making that money that you anticipated making slash you don't know if you should pick up a new client because you don't know if they're still going to eventually train with you. So that is where the issue can come in. It's like people can stop training with you, but it's better to have that information if they're choosing to finish. Um, and, And that's a natural progression. Again, I think there's a little misunderstanding around the idea that someone's going to train with you forever. Maybe you're going to have people train with you forever, but more likely people are going to train with you for a given amount of time. Maybe that's six months, maybe it's two years, five years. And then there's going to be sort of a natural moment where something is, you know, they're leaving that gym, they're leaving the state, they feel secure and confident in what they're doing and they can do it on their own, which that is true too. Sometimes clients who've been working in person one-on-one decide after a given amount of time that they're able to do it on their own and maybe they're going to purchase an online program and work on their own. But these are sort of natural moments. But typically in those situations, you're going to get some kind of notification. Hey, I'm going to be moving, so I won't be training with you anymore. Hey, I'm thinking that I can do this on my own. Now, with these situations, in an ideal world, they're letting you know with plenty of time so you can kind of remap your schedule. You can start to seek clients to fill that spot. But that, in my experience, is not always the way it goes. Um, I think partially because of the sort of personal nature of your coach-client relationship, there's an element where... Clients, I feel like, feel guilty about leaving you. What they don't realize is when they're feeling guilty about leaving you and telling you at the last minute, you're like, well, that actually messes me up a little bit more. So for clients listening, if you're going to leave your trainer, let them know ahead of time. Um, But I understand. I understand that. So it's just better to have the information ahead of time. But then there are situations where people truly will like stop communicating with you. In regular life... And in general, I would just say this isn't my chosen way of ending a relationship with someone. In the world that I exist in, you would probably tell someone like, hey, this isn't working for me, or hey, my circumstances have shifted or whatever. But I want to also, you know... That's like, you can, you're allowed to get frustrated with it. Cause to me, there is an element of that, that, that shows like a lack of care for you as the person that they couldn't communicate directly with you. And I really like direct communication, me personally. 
But we also have to remember that there are probably reasons for people feeling like they can't directly communicate. Maybe it's vulnerability, embarrassment, um, frustration with themselves, and that's what we're going to get into next. So there will be situations where someone doesn't communicate with you. Uh, for anyone who ever deals with me, just tell me. I, I love I love direct communication. I think it's hard. But what it shows me, and I'll try to do this, I try to do this with my clients. I try to have direct communication because what it shows them in my mind is that I respect them. There's a lot of respect that comes from being direct and from being honest. I think that's important. So let's go to then the kind of ways that people can ghost you. That first way is probably the most common that I was talking about before, where you have somebody who did a complimentary session. They say they're going to communicate with you and then they don't. Sometimes they're saying they're going to communicate with you at the end of the complimentary session because they want the experience to be over. It's awkward getting sold to. And like I've, I've spoken in other episodes, and I'll link them in the show notes about selling, I think there's a way to do selling personal training that is not sleazy and that is more about relationship building and doesn't feel like, and now we land the sale kind of thing. But there are moments where that still feels like that. And you may have experienced it before where you go and you're going to make a large purchase. And in large purchase situations, you feel a little bit more on the hook with the person who's selling to you because maybe it's a situation where they're going to get commission or something like that. So you, in in order to get out of it, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to check with my partner or I'm going to look at my finances and I'll get back to you. And if finances are something that's that are truly in the way, you... You may be embarrassed in that moment. That client might be embarrassed to talk about that. And I talk about this in my sales episode. I do not agree with people when they say like money is not a valid, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, now I can't think of it. You know, obstacle, um, objection. Objection is what they say because you're overcoming objections. Uh, money is not a valuable objection. They just don't value what you're offering. No, literally some people cannot afford to have a personal trainer. And I think it's like super elitist to go like, everybody can afford it. They just don't want it enough. No, no, no. There are people who cannot. It's a premium service. So in that moment, you took the free session. Maybe you had no idea what the rates were for a personal trainer. And then you get there and you're like, oh, no. This person was so nice and I really would want to do this, but I can't afford it. Let me just say I'm going to get back to them. That's a totally reasonable thing to have happen. And I think probably happens a lot. So that so when they don't respond to you after that, that's one form of ghosting. Maybe they said they were really into it and then they didn't really like it, but they kind of, um, you know are putting on airs to to show you that they did like it, but they don't actually like it in a complimentary session. That's okay too. Not everybody's going to love personal training. Again, there is no one person, never met one person who's like the right fit for everybody. So they might just not have liked that. There are going to be people who genuinely don't like the one-on-one relationship thing in personal training. These are all reasons. Now, this is one of those situations where you haven't created a relationship already. So 
we're going to deal with that kind of ghosting a little bit differently than the person who has been with you for a long time. Maybe they haven't shown up in a while. And when you try to communicate with them after they took a break, you're not getting anything back. This is a different kind of thing because you have an existing relationship with them. So let's talk. I've already spoken a little bit about what the reasons behind someone not replying to you after a complimentary session are. You know, they're maybe embarrassed, vulnerable. Maybe they didn't like it, but they just want to get out of there. They want to end that sales process. And there are going to be teachers and of, of sales that are going to say, like, you can't let them leave. The problem was you let them leave. I don't know what in the world environment someone isn't like, tell me how this situation works for you. You're standing there. You're like, I don't want to buy this thing. And then this person's like, I'm going to intimidate you into buying it, or I'm going to stand here. or I'm going to prolong this. That doesn't make me want to buy it. If anything, I'm like going to buy it and then get the refund tomorrow. Cause I just need you to get out of my zone. I need you to stop like, forcing this on me. That is not a good start to a relationship. Okay. Uh, And so I really disagree with that whole thing. And that whole whoever talks first wins or loses, whoever talks first loses. I hate that too. All that stuff is so sleazy and silly. So you're not going to get that from me. So I think there's a reasonable way with that first, when you haven't built the relationship, when you are just doing a complimentary session, I think there's a way to follow up one or two times in a pretty non-threatening way to see if maybe they forgot, to see if maybe they um, needed like a reminder or needed a reconnection or needed some more info. And then that is probably done, you know? So I think one to two times of communicating is is probably appropriate in this given situation because you haven't developed a relationship. One, you don't want to make it super weird for them, especially if you're in a commercial gym and they're like coming in and you're making them feel weird and then and then they don't want to come back to the gym. That's not great. Also, you you got to take people's signals a little bit sometimes. Like if somebody doesn't want to interact with you, then don't interact with them. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of their time. And it feels icky. So I think it's totally reasonable for you to send a text or a call that's like, hi, had a great time. Sounds like I'm giving dating advice. <laughs> um, you know, the I just wanted to say thanks again for taking the time to do this complimentary session. I think there are great ways we can help you reach your goals, whatever, you know, your re... Um, kind of recapping what you talked about in the time that you were like working together. And then you lay down like, uh, haven't heard from you or something, but if you want to reach out, you know, here's the number, or I can call you back at a better time, or you're kind of giving them options, but you're not, you're not like digging in on the, uh, you need to hurry up or, this is your last opportunity or any of that. I think that's just like, again, kind of icky. Um, Maybe you're just saying like, yeah, I think it's fine to say that you haven't heard from somebody um, in a like not mean way because it just reminds them that maybe they said they were going to do that, 
you know, but the approach again, in all of these situations is one, not desperate because desperate doesn't make anybody want to like sign up. They go, Oh, what's wrong with this situation? If this person like won't stop calling me and, and welcoming and inviting, because what I think is a really important takeaway from this scenario is maybe that person really does not have the financial means right now or really does not have the time available now. And when they do, they would call you back. But you blew it because you called them eight times in one week and you were kind of like pushy about it. So let them know that you're there. Let them know you're there anytime. Uh, Whenever you're ready, I'll be here. Or if I don't have any availability, I'll connect you with someone who'll be a good fit. That's a great way of leaving it. Because you also let them know that you're going to still build clients. So, you know, if they want a spot with you, this is the time to take it up, take up on it. If they come back later and you do have some spots, you'd love to work with them. But if you don't, you'll help them find somebody that can work with you because you want to make this experience inviting. Let's go to this second scenario where someone has ghosted you and you already know them. I think the most common thing that can happen in this situation is embarrassment, vulnerability, stress. And I think we don't remember it because we aren't frustrated with these clients. We aren't disappointed in them. And we don't think we've done anything to indicate that to them. But believe it or not, just our sort of general presence as the accountability person can sometimes feel like it puts pressure on clients. So if that client hasn't kept up with their workouts after vacation, or feels like they went quote unquote off the rails in terms of nutrition, or they feel like they're never getting in the homework, or they're never progressing, or maybe their whole thing was about weight loss and they've gained weight and they're embarrassed to to show you that that has happened, they can feel really vulnerable. They can feel guilty that they haven't lived up to what you've asked about. And again, I'm not saying that you're inherently like putting that those pressures on them. Some is just a pressure that exists because of your role, especially if that's how that person views exercise and fitness. Now, there are 100% a lot of other reasons where you could have like crossed a line with them. Maybe you are putting pressure on them. Maybe you have done something that has made them feel uncomfortable. Maybe you they're not enjoying the experience anymore. Those are also really valid reasons, but I do want to give you a, shed a little light that I think sometimes some of it has nothing to do with you and there is like either something big happened in their life where like you are registering very low on their priority list, which is also fine. Just have to realize that that's sometimes the nature of it. You know, we are always, like I always say, I I hope you have main character energy in your life because like who else is the main character in your story? I have no idea. But we only see what's going on for ourselves sometimes. And we can't remember that like sometimes in that person's life, personal training or where we are is like number six on their list. And if something big happens in those first five, that's going to get like pushed off to the side. So that's that's going to happen sometimes and there's nothing we can do about it. There's also maybe going to be 
um, a vulnerability thing. I'll get messages from clients and they're like, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. I've really fallen off the wagon and I just don't know where to go. And when I hear that, I think like, oh, I wish you'd talk to me earlier because I can walk you through it or I can just let you know that it's fine. But in their minds, they're like, I don't want to tell her because I could get, I can, um, I can get all my stuff together and then come back. And, and I don't think, I think in my personality, I'm not ever giving off that vibe. So I don't think it's something that you are explicitly doing. Sometimes that's just how it's going. And then it could, like I said before, it could be like you crossed a line. They don't like the experience anymore. Maybe you've been late a bunch. Maybe you've been unprofessional. I don't know what the deal is. Um, so you got to be honest with yourself about that. And one of the ways to determine what that response is, is to open it up in your communication. So let there be room for them to say if something isn't working. So whether with a call, an email, or a text, you're saying, hey, haven't heard from you a while, in a while, really miss seeing you around here and miss working toward your goals. Let me know if anything has changed for you. If there are any issues that I can help you work through, or help you reassess where you are right now, I'm happy to do it. I'd love to see you in here. If for any reason you're not enjoying this experience anymore, or if there's an issue, uh, please let me know. Or if you don't feel comfortable with that, here's my supervisor's contact. If you want to um, make an anonymous you know, thing, I don't know if I'd say complaint, but like um, if there's been an issue I'd love to hear so I can do better for you. Or if you don't feel comfortable telling me, I can connect you with my supervisor. Um, I think that shows incredible professionalism because what it shows to that client is like, you're giving them room. You're saying, is there anything I could do better? They can say it. If they really do feel like uncomfortable, you've also given them an opportunity to speak to someone else. If they've ghosted you because they feel like they can no longer have communication with you, you've given them a place where they can communicate. And so even if this relationship is done and it's not going to work out them training with you anymore, you've done every possible thing in your book to be professional. Now, I think with... Um, these clients who you have relationship with, I think there's room to communicate more frequently. But I do think there's a point where like, if someone's not responding to you, we got to take the hint, you know? We got to take the hint. And we're better off for it, probably. But I think there's probably within reason, sometimes that you can reconnect a little bit more. And then again, you're just leaving the door open so that if this ghosting is just because there's like a lot going on in life, you can, you, you've said, I'm here still if you need me. And that's all you can do. I think a lot of trainers, whether they would admit it or not, have been ghosted by clients before. And I think it's for some of those reasons that I mentioned. Maybe there are other reasons, but really like you'd been working with someone and then all of a sudden you don't hear from them is more common than you would think. And just to recap, some of the reasons for that can really be sort of like a more internal struggle that they're going through and they don't know how to communicate it with you. Maybe they just feel like they need a break from it. Maybe they feel 
some kind of pressure, whether you've put it on them or they just feel it because of the relationship of like working with a trainer. Sometimes, you know, again, I don't care about what anybody eats in the whole world. And still when I'm out with people, they're like, oh, don't look what I eat. You're a trainer. You must eat so healthy. Guys, I I can't have this conversation again. I don't care what you eat. I want you to eat food you like, you know, but, but people just still make that assumption. And so that could be the situation where a client is going like, oh, I'm just nervous to tell them that things haven't been going well for me. So that's one of the reasons, or it could be something where they aren't enjoying the workouts anymore. They have a life event that is in the way and they, and they just haven't had the opportunity to tell you about it. Maybe there is a a strained thing in the relationship with you. And so the way we're going to address these situations is to keep communication open, but not push too much, realizing that when we don't get responses, it's probably a signal. Um, You you can probably, you know, determine what time frame is good for you, but incessant messaging is probably not going to be the best strategy. In those messages, you're going to let... them know that you care about them, that you have concern for them, and maybe not concern if that's going to sound judgy, but you're just here if they if you need them, you miss seeing them around, um, if there's anything you can help them with, reassess where they are now and make a, a more appropriate plan, or if something has changed and they feel like um, you could be doing a better job if they have any feedback for you, or if they don't feel comfortable speaking with you. You can connect them with a supervisor. All of those are great options for keeping that line of communication open. I hope that helps. I think this is one, again, that like it happens all the time and nobody talks about it. And then you get your first ghosted client. You're like, "Ah, what do I do? I'm stressed. So hopefully this helps. Um, if you want to talk about it, if you need help with anything, you know where to find me at foster underscore strength on Instagram or at my email, Betsy at the letter B fosterstrong.com. As always, I am so appreciative that you listen. If you like the podcast, scroll to the bottom, hit those stars. And if you got a couple seconds and can leave a review, that is tremendous as well. Greatly appreciate, I think I've said it maybe five times in the last 10 minutes, I greatly appreciate you. Um, Go do amazing things. Until next time, 